It's time for Thriller Thursdays, here on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance. Chapter 14 The little man was sweaty and nervous. The kind of nervous that makes everyone within 30 feet nervous, too. Not the best quality if you choose to work outside the law. Not really the best quality anywhere, but when a day's work has the potential consequences of landing in a cell or worse, projecting a certain zen-like calm strikes me as the best personality trait that you can have. It certainly is the common thread between all of the most successful operators I've met. This little fellow was in no danger of making that list. Of that I was fairly certain. He had been flustered from the moment he opened the door and found old Squarejaw and me in the grimy little hole that he apparently liked to call his waterfront hideout. Again, a good criminal would try and avoid that kind of nomenclature. It's like putting a sign out front that says secret lair. I had mentioned this to Jack at the time. He pointed out that a good criminal wouldn't talk to us at all, and a bad criminal would be in the lockup. Somewhere in the vastness in between the two dwelt the little man we had come to pay a call on. Jack had introduced him as Freddy the Finger, much to the little man's displeasure. "'Geez, Jackie, how many times do I gotta ask you about that?' the little man had said. "'Sorry, Frederick,' Jack had replied. "'People might get the wrong ideas all,' Freddy had blustered, picking up steam. "'They might get the idea that I am in the habit of assisting agents of the law such as yourself.' "'You are,' Jack had said, and cut off further debate by pointing out that we had brought sandwiches and six beers, most of which were still unconsumed.' This had placated the little man, or at least shut him up for a while, as he ate with both hands and it didn't leave him a lot of opportunities to speak. He eyed me suspiciously the entire time, as if I might try and grab his sandwich away from him at any moment. He reminded me of a dog that my Aunt Sylvia used to have. I had tried to like that dog for twelve years and felt nothing but secret, terrible joy in my heart when it finally died. I decided then and there not to make the same mistake with Freddy the Finger. It would be so much easier to start disliking him now. When he at last could speak again without choking, the little man looked at Jack just as suspiciously as he had me. It's unlike you, Jackie, to bring a girl around to my hideout, he said. I didn't, Jack said. At least not like you think. This isn't a social call. You're working? Freddy seemed surprised. Shut up, Jack said. I didn't mean it like that, Freddy protested, then looked at me. He works all the time. Very flush as our Jackie. At ease, Mr. The Finger, I said. We're both on the same case. She's a detective, the little man turned back to Jack in disbelief. She is, I said. Talk about her in the third person again, and you'll need a new nickname, because I'm going to break your little hands, Mr. The Finger. Uh, Sorry, he protested. Uh, Sorry, I didn't need nothing by it. It's Hawthorne, Fred Hawthorne. The Finger thing is just a nickname, just like Jackie's. Just like Jackie's what, I asked. Nickname. Blackjack Justice, they call him. The little man smiled proudly. We don't need to get into that, Fred, Jack said. Wait, I said. You call yourself Jack Justice, and you gave that nickname a nickname? Sounds socially awkward. What is she talking about, Hawthorne asked, forgetting my threat of a moment ago. I've been with her all day, Jack said, and I've only occasionally known. Wait. Wait, I said. Are you saying that Jack Justice is your actual name? Well, of course it is, Freddy said, astonished. Who would make up something like that? As opposed to Blackjack, I said, which has the hallmark of subtlety all over it. 
Ah, Freddy seemed delighted. There is an interesting story behind that moniker. Jack bounced an empty beer can off Freddy's head. Which I will relate to you on a different occasion, the little man said without missing a beat. I looked at Jack. As much fun as it is to meet your little frat buddy here, Black Jack, can we get down to business so I can get the hell out of here and be anywhere else? What's wrong with her, Hawthorne said, referring to me in the third person for the third time. I leaned forward with the intention of breaking just one of his fingers, but Jack caught my eye and shook his head. So I punched Hawthorne solidly in the arm instead. Ow, he protested like a little girl. Jackie, did you see that? I saw it, Jack sighed. Well, make her stop, Freddy whined. Make me yourself, I said, popping him another sweet one on the shoulder, which made him squeal even louder. Trixie, for God's sakes, cut it out, Jack said. I didn't hit yours. Keep your paws off mine. Mine was a 70-year-old lady, I protested. It still counts, he said, motioning Freddy to come over and sit by him. She's crazy, Jackie, the little man whimpered. Yes, Black Jack said simply. Just because she's a lady doesn't mean she can act like that. Not in my place. Proximity to Jack was making the guy feel a little tougher. I might forget that I'm a gentleman. And God knows nobody wants that, Fred, Jack said soothingly. I glared at Freddy and he moved slightly closer to Jack as if involuntarily. Now, I don't know how long I can control her, so if you tell us what we need to know, we can get out of your place faster. The little man looked up at Jack in disbelief. Is you really playing good cop, Jackie? he asked. Jack shrugged. Everything is relative, he said. Freddy the finger looked back at me and nodded. Okay, he said. Okay, I get you. What do you need? Jack opened another beer and handed it to Freddy, who still had an open one in his other hand. He was momentarily flustered by this, but settled quickly into alternating hands, much as he had with the sandwiches. Ever hear of a guy named Lish? Jack asked. Jimmy Lish? Jimmy Lish, Freddy seemed surprised. He looked at me cautiously. Jackie, what kind of case are you working on here? Jack said nothing. Freddy squirmed and looked at me again. Freddy, Jack said. Are you a little squeamish about talking about Jimmy Lish in front of Miss Dixon? Freddy nodded and took a drink. Does Miss Dixon strike you as a particularly delicate flower? Jack asked. Freddy looked at me again and I took a stomp forward with my right foot, making him jump. No, he said. I guess she ain't. I guess you ain't. He corrected himself quickly, and I smiled my second best smile, which seemed to soothe him. Jimmy Lish, Jack said quietly. Jimmy Lish, Freddy said, picking up the thread, is best known in certain circles for, that is, he takes photographs for certain gentlemen's magazines. He's a pornographer, I said simply. Okay, said Freddy, surprised. Yes, he is that. What you said, yes, he does, is, I mean, no offense. None taken, I said. We heard he was a photographer, Jack said. An artist. Sure, Jackie, Freddy snorted. The kind of art they keep behind the counter and sell you wrapped up in brown paper. This seemed to amuse him a great deal until he remembered that I was in the room and became uncomfortable again. Where can we find him, Jack asked. I think he used to have a studio on Jacob, near the St. Pete, Freddy said. But he ain't always there. This, um, trade of his, it is actually kind of a hobby. He should try macrame, I suggested. It's all the rage. No, Freddy said seriously. I do not think that Lish would enjoy that as much as he does the other thing. He likes his fun, but it don't pay. Not enough. And he ain't the sort with the patience for portrait sitting, so he makes most of his money on the side. He's a blackmailer, Jack said simply. Freddy shrugged. 
I do not know him well, but this is what I hear, he said. I give him a wide berth myself. He is not a very nice man. Freddy doesn't trust blackmailers, Jack told me. He does not, Fred agreed. Wise foreign policy, I said, and Hawthorne beamed at this. Jacob, by the St. Pete, Jack asked. Yes, sir, Freddy said, taking a pull on his beer and clearly feeling that the interview may be done. One more thing, Jack said. Name it, Freddy said with an expansive gesture. Al Rossetti, Jack said. Freddy's face fell hard. I got not one word to say on such a subject as that, Freddy said. Don't get hysterical, Jack said. No, seriously, Jackie, you come into my place when I ain't even here. You gave me a key, Jack deadpanned. Well, Freddy paused, leaving aside for the moment that this is an interesting point. Thank you, said Jack. You bring in a person whom I do not know, Freddy said, gesturing towards me and raising his hands defensively as he realized that he had done it again. And you asked me about one of the biggest gangsters in town whom I have just remembered that I have never heard of. Freddy, Jack interrupted, please, just breathe a little, okay? I would like to, Jackie, the little man whimpered, but you do not make it very easy on me. You know that? Freddy, Jack said. Miss Dixon and myself are in the middle of something is all. And if it were to turn out quite suddenly that the Rossetti family was also in the middle of that same something, it could be very uncomfortable for all involved, could it not? Freddy nodded. So, if you were to let us know that, and we were, as a result, able to reassess our involvement in this matter, you would actually be helping Al Rossetti. Would you not? Freddy breathed a little. There really isn't a lot I can tell you, Jackie. Rossetti is mostly legit these days. Mostly legit, I offered. Is somewhat crooked, yes? Freddy whimpered. Mostly legit on the way to being all legit, he said. Big Al has been working at it for years. They say all he needs to do is find a way to clean the money and he's out. How do his troops feel about this, Jack asked. They worry, Freddy shrugged. What working guy wouldn't? The soldiers, they'd catch on somewhere, but the bigger fish, they'd have to go legit with the company. No other operator would trust them. But nobody would ever cross Rosetti. Who's Big Al's number two, Jack asked. Bratzi, Freddy said. Anthony Bratzi. Why? No reason, Jack said. He looked at me. You still in, he asked. What, you think I'm going to have an accident like your little friend here, I snorted? Freddy looked hurt. If you are, Jack said, now would be the time to let me know. We got nothing on Rossetti anyway, I said, beyond one count of being Al Rossetti and one count of suspicion of being Al Rossetti. That's about it, all right, Jack nodded. And Jimmy Lish is in here somewhere. So get your hat, Black Jack, I said, and let's go see a man about some dirty pictures. So, do you like comedy? If you do, then Friday Follies might be just the feed for you. From the Mutual Audio Network, every Friday we bring you a selection of hilarious audio drama. And you can find it wherever you find your podcasts. Just search for Friday Follies, or you could subscribe to the main Mutual Audio Network feed. It's up to you. Find us there. The Mutual Audio Network. Listening and imagining together.